Hello? Hi, Greg. Do that right? Sorry, my technology hates me today. Well, I guess there's some solace in knowing that it's not the only thing that hates you. That's true. <laughs> How you doing today? Uh, I am doing, doing just fine. Yeah? Yeah? Did you get a chance to uh, watch that video I sent you? That video you sent me, you mean the one with the... Uh... With the midget and the clown? Hmm. Oh, no, no, that one, that one is for later. That's for the after show. Okay, good. I was going to say, this is like, this is a wholesome Christian family podcast. Bullshit. I'm calling <laughs> it right now. <laughs> we are one minute in, and I'm already calling bullshit on you. No, 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 no. The other <laughs> video. The other Come on, Greg. Yes. No, the completely accurate, absolutely not at all hashtag fake news. Oh, yeah, no, I completely ignored that. Sorry. I don't know what's wrong with you. I blame it on alcoholism. Oh, well, fair enough. Cheers. Uh-huh, 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 Well, I mean, all right, so here's the thing. Everybody knows I don't like to talk about the show on the show, but talking about the show while we're on the show. It's very Basically, met- yeah, this this entire premise it was it was born out of several things i mean the fact that we would get together when you know we were allowed to get together with other people in public places and um there were things that you know would come up and why don't we have a show about this what's going right. on i don't get it and one of the particular sticking points was a conversation that I partly remember. Uh, there was an awful lot of alcohol involved. Um, but a large premise of eat a bag of dicks came out of a conversation for uh, regarding the latest Star Wars movie, which... Depending on when you're listening to this and knowing Disney, there may very well be, there may be 18 more Star Wars movies. So, I mean, who knows, right, at this point? But, the one in particular we were talking about, the ending of the trilogy of trilogies, the unfortunately named Rise of Skywalker... And the reason that I bring this up is because I had sent you a text just a little while back. Um, I had gone to see it once in the theater, 
if it wouldn't have been for me being there with the entire family, uh, I would have gotten up and walked out at the opening crawl. But I didn't do that. I stuck it out. I am a worse person for having done so. But I did. Uh, And I hadn't seen it again until just a little while ago. My oldest, it was his birthday. We were under quarantine at the time. We ordered out for some food. Got that delivered. And then he wanted to stay in. And he wanted to watch Rise of Skywalker because it had now come out and it was on Disney Plus. And I rewatched it. So your your oldest is he's a man of culture. Well, he's twelve. So Yeah. So, So, if you like things that 12-year-olds like, spoiler alert, you're gonna like this movie. So, I rewatched it. And realized how wrong you are. And I realized that the fact that Disney is like willing to just literally set money on fire at this point to try and make something work. And there's been a lot of discussion over the last six, eight weeks, especially through this quarantine and all of that kind of stuff about various millionaires you know needing to to step up you know like mike bloomberg spent all his money on his campaign what the hell is he doing you know elon musk is going off the deep end saying to open america and like just all of this stuff but what about these corporations like disney that if you're willing to spend a half a billion dollars literally and I, I'm going to apologize up front for this because there may be some offense and Greg, let's be honest. I don't give a shit about you, but <laughs> as far as, as far as the listeners go, I'm going to apologize ahead of time, but to literally fo- film an abortion and show it on the big screen would have been less offensive than this movie. It absolutely is just complete horseshit. With all of that said, it was still better than the live action Lion King movie. It absolutely was. <laughs> With all of that said, so yes, it is still better than the Lion King remake. And after having rewatched it, I did actually upgrade my score of the movie, and I put it solidly 
up from a one and a half stars out of ten up to a two. It upon that second rewatch, it was not God, it is still just a steaming pile of horseshit. Absolutely steaming pile of horseshit. No, I don't mean to be an apologist here, okay? Because I I will be the first to tell you that the movie has problems. It is far from a perfect movie. But you can say that as many times as you want, honestly. But if 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 I were to rate it, let's say a, a ten star, all right, mm-hmm. of, of these new trilogy, mm-hmm. I would say number one is a five, number two is a negative eight, <laughs> number three is you know a solid four and a half. Wow! No, that that's all completely wrong. Totally. Nope. Number two doesn't fit anywhere. It doesn't deliver anything useful to the story. It doesn't, like, it brings nothing to the table except for going to a casino planet, having the world's, sorry, the universe, the galaxy's longest light speed, slow speed chase, and building up this relationship between Finn and Rose that ultimately goes nowhere uh, ever. Because you have the most uncreative, narcissistic, fanboy, jerk-off lackey opening and closing the same goddamn series. That's why. Because when you're building a story and you have steps along the way, and then the person who comes in to finish the story basically flips the middle finger and says, well, fuck you. I'm undoing all of that to satisfy his own fucking. You're making my argument for me here. I'm not though. I'm not with a beginning, a middle and an end. The story follows Ray and what Ray's doing. The first chapter, right? Is all about Ray and Ray coming from Jakku, which is the middle of nowhere, and being force sensitive, and you know it's it's essentially Luke on Tatooine, right? Uh, Retread. And that's so. There's your your first chapter of the story, right? Your last chapter of the story is the conclusion of Ray, and and where her journey takes her, um, albeit uh, the. Serious flaws in the movie, but where where it brings her. But this middle piece here, where, where you're supposed to uh, give the backstory, maybe explain why she was on Jakku. Maybe, maybe you explain uh, some, or even drop a hint at the relationship between her and Palpatine and what's going on. And, you know, was she just a crazy science experiment? Was she Palpatine trying to... Uh, get the force to create another uh, being spontaneously the way that it did with Anakin, right? Um, any of that stuff, any of that context was just taken and thrown out the window. And instead, you get uh, this story about rescuing space horses from a casino. 
So, how can you take something that doesn't exist and throw it out the window? Well, that's how is that possible? Be something there, and there's this gap, there's this hole in the middle where where nothing of substance is delivered. And whose fault is that? Whoever it is certainly nope, absolutely not. It is absolutely not Ryan Johnson's fault. There is no way that that blame can be put on him for not developing a story that didn't fucking exist. You cannot. That it's an impossible task. JJ was only supposed to direct the first movie. That was it. No, 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 no. Okay, okay, all right. Okay, hang on. I, I will agree with that. It's not impossible. However, given the way that this trilogy of movies was approached and developed, there was no other way that this was going to happen. They hired three different directors to direct three different movies, and they never sat down and came up with a fucking game plan. JJ sat down with his fucking cronies during the first one and was like, Huh, well, my name's JJ Abrams, and I don't have an original goddamn idea in my fucking brain. So, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take A New Hope, and we're just gonna completely remake the entire movie. We might throw in a little splash here from Empire, a little splash from Return of the Jedi, but basically, any of that prequel shit... It's all out. Fuck it. It's gone. All we're going to do is we're just going to remake A New Hope. We're going to make sure that everybody in the theater has a little extension on their theater seat that jerks them off while they're uh, in the movie theater because that's all this movie is anyway. And Oh, don't by the way, don't worry about the women because fuck them. They're not going to come and watch Star Wars. We're just worried about the guys and making sure that they're jerked off properly. And then I'm going to keep all this shit completely mystery boxed because that's the way that I do things. And we're going to make it a big, huge secret about who Ray's parents are. Oh, but we're not going to build up to, I mean, we're, we're not going to actually reveal anything. No, no, because I would never do that. I'm just going to create a big mystery box around it. And then I'll just leave it for the people in, in episode 8 and episode 9 to figure out. Because this is that's all I'm doing. I'm just doing episode 7. And then I'm fucking going to jizz all over the place and take my $80 billion and I'm going to get the fuck out of here. So, but, okay, okay. So okay. if you're so, arguing... Sorry, I just, I just stopped the recording from... that. That was directly from in the writer's room when... When JJ sat down with everybody the first day, I just if I wanted to let everybody know. If your argument is that this is just a rehashing of the original trilogy, which I understand that argument entirely, um, that's that's perfectly fine and it's perfectly valid criticism. Okay, um, yes, in, in a lot of ways, it is a rehashing of the original trilogy. You're basically retelling it uh, with girl Luke Skywalker, um, which honestly I was fine with. I mean, I, I thought that uh, Ray was a pretty good character and the actress that, that uh, portrayed her was pretty good. Absolutely. Um, Daisy Ridley is 
fucking amazing. Yeah. And I mean, all, all of them, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, all, all of the, like the, the, the new trio, if you will. Right. Mm-hmm. They're all great. And I don't I have think... anything wrong with, um, with, with the three of them and anything related to their acting ability. I mean, they are, and, and again, and this goes across all three movies, even the last one. Um, all of them put everything that they could into these characters. You know, none of these felt like a, um, a, a Harrison Ford mailing it in just to get the paycheck type of a thing, right? Like, right. all three of them, absolute gold. I, I love it. Completely agree. Um, but if if your argument is that it's it's remaking the original trilogy, fine. First movie, there's definitely parallels to A New Hope. I, you'd have to be retarded not to see that. Um, but then what happened in the second movie in the trilogy? That's the, now you've got uh, Luke, I am your father, hand chopping off, all of that. We get none of that. If we get none of that. We get Space Casino. And then we have to jam all of that into episode three, where we should be exploring, uh, you know, the fall of the first order and and the return of peace to the galaxy you know we're we're instead uh you know really if anything should happen it's that the second movie should be cut out and the third movie should be split into two movies uh and you should have all of the all of the info about ray and palpatine and all of that in a second movie and then go on and have a third movie um, you know, and probably all of even even the like all the star destroyers and all of that could have happened in the second movie, and the third movie could have been a real showdown. Um, you know, I mean, they didn't even give us a, a second movie to give us a satisfying explanation to what the fuck Snoke was. So basically, what you're saying is that instead of taking the first movie to clone and and copy the original star wars to to copy a new hope that you want you wanted a completely brand new trilogy set whatever 35 40 years later to copy the entire trilogy that's what you're saying have you seen what happens when star wars deviates from the original trilogy you get the prequels do you want more prequels? Do you want more prequels? Nobody in their goddamn right mind wants more prequels. Okay. And so there, stick with there, the formula that works. No. There was a $4 billion check that was written in order to rectify that situation and make sure that the prequels never happened again. And George Lucas took that check, and he fucking cashed it, and the rest is history. But you know what they as did? As far as that you know, goes. But you know what they did in the second movie? They took uh, Kylo Ren, 
and they turned him into a giant sissy mama's boy who whines for the rest of that movie and through the third movie, just like he's fucking Anakin Skywalker. Okay? Because that's what he fucking is. That's what he is. I'm just going to say it. But this is the problem with the third movie. And it, it does not have to do... It, it doesn't have anything to do with the second one. Right? Because episode eight... In... In order to take him... From... Seven through eight to nine. Right? Like, mm-hmm. his arc... While it did end up that it resolved itself by him becoming, by being redeemed, right? Let's come out and say it. He, the way that he got there, ultimately, in 7, he was the most whiny of all. Like, you can't even put that on Ryan Johnson. Like, in 7, he was just this temper tantrum little brat. Like, that scene of him just completely destroying the console with the lightsaber in Episode 7. Like, just completely throwing a temper tantrum. Because he's not, you know, getting what he wants. That was like the pinnacle of him being the ultra whiny brat. So the problem here with all of these is that they didn't want to make more prequels, but then they decided to put Anakin Skywalker back in the sequels. Right. But you, that is not, that does not have anything to do with episode eight. That all comes from episode seven. It all comes from the foundation that your lord and savior, J.J. Abrams, laid in front of you. Hey, 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 as hey. all his doing. I, I am oh. not defending J.J. here. And I am not <laughs> that these movies are the pinnacle of cinema. Uh. My argument is that episode eight did not deliver anything of any consequence to the series. But the only reason that you can say that is because episode nine, unfortunately, being on the bottom three movies of all time, bottom three Star Wars movies of all time, and yes, I'm including Rogue One and Solo in that, because that is now unfortunately canon, you you can't look at what the promise of the series could be anymore without having the tinged taint of episode nine just displayed in front of you. But again, there's no way there was no, it, I mean, it doesn't having no buildup in episode eight is one thing. And I, I understand your argument from, from a storytelling, a, a contextual storytelling standpoint of there's no cohesiveness with this trilogy, I totally agree. 
but I do not lay any of it at all at the feet of Ryan Johnson. I lay every bit of it at the feet of J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy because they were the supposed architects of this new trilogy of movies, right? And J.J. was going to oversee and executive produce all three, even though he was only going to direct the first one, right? And that's where, like, getting the new trilogy kicked off, completely rehashing A New Hope, right? Like, I'm sitting in the theater, and I'm watching episode seven, and I'm seeing all of this play out in front of me, and the thing that is going through my head while I'm watching episode seven is... Well, at least it's a rehash of A New Hope and not A Phantom Menace. Right. Right? Like, if if you're going to rehash something, sure, that's fine. Right? But then you move on to episode eight, and what are you going to do? You You have two choices, especially in a situation where this series that was supposed to be laid out and architected and planned... By J.J. and Kathleen, which it wasn't, and you're going to have three different directors doing three different movies, and supposedly having an arc, right? And you sit down and you go, okay, well, we could either have, we just had a rehash of New Hope two years ago, right? Now we've got this new movie coming out, and we can either have a rehash of Empire, and we're going to go through all these struggles. There's going to be some big showdown. And Ray is going to have this ultimate revelation of who her parents or a more important parent is. And you could, you could have that rehash, that exact same rehash. Or you could take a chance and you could go somewhere new and do something unexpected. And do something that would set up, maybe not necessarily the Skywalker saga, because it had been very clear that everybody wanted to close the Skywalker saga out and move on from it. But that doesn't mean that you can't set up other things in this universe, right? The Star Wars universe is fucked huge right right and so you can take that and you can use it why why the fuck did disney spend four billion dollars on this thing if they didn't want to milk every last fucking penny out of it agree right so you take that and you're able to set up parts of the rest of the universe that can be expanded upon forever right and and whether episode 9 ends with you know ray deciding to settle down on skywalker ranch and and you know fucking farm for the rest of her life i don't care but there's plenty of other people you know you could have got to work the evaporators Well, and and like even some of the slightly good things that came out of episode nine, like 
I'd fucking watch a Disney Plus story about Babu Frick. Like, are you kidding me? I want to see what that motherfucker does all day long. Like, you know, I want to see him making shady deals on the side and fucking tweaking with droids. And like, I would watch the shit out of that. Right? But when you fucking blow up his planet, because that's all JJ can do is just blow up planet after planet after planet, which, by the way, (sighs) fucking boring. There's no fucking stakes anymore, right? Because everything comes down to, oh, we're just going to blow up a planet. We're just going to blow up a planet. Oh, now this planet's gone. Oh, now that. Oh, no, you know what? We're going to just build this giant fucking Death Star out of an entire fucking planet. And then we're going to shoot one shot and it destroys five planets. Because that's going to be so much more intense than... Just having a Death Star that could destroy one planet at a time. Oh, that's boring. No, we gotta destroy five planets at a time from not even moving. We'll just do it from our own fucking planet. Give me a fucking break. I'm with you, okay? I, I, I'm I with you. But you're, you're looking at this from a behind-the-scenes, right? Here's... Director X and Director Y and Person F, right? I'm looking at this strictly at the story, okay, that's presented. Once Episode 7 is out, whether Episode 7 was a good idea, a bad idea, you liked it, you didn't like it, whatever, you're going to have a trilogy based around this. You have an obligation to follow up with these characters to build them up, and to give them an arc. The problem is... Absolutely. The problem is that episode eight just took all of that out. It's it's like there's an arc, and then we just chopped the middle part of the arc out, and we said, okay, here's episode seven. You set things in motion. Episode eight, there's a void. And then episode nine, I guess you've got to complete the arc now. Right there, there was no time in episode eight for them to complete that arc because you know the the entire time Ray's off with uh, Grandpa Skywalker uh, listening to him piss and moan, and we're watching the world's slowest. I mean, this was like in in the world of high speed chases. This one ranks just above O.J. Simpson in the Bronco, okay? I mean, it's like, what the hell is going on here? And how can they, like, do this for long enough for everyone to go, go to a casino planet, find some guy, rescue a bunch of horses, and then come back, and then get into the enemy ship? Like, it's days and days and days of them slow speed chasing through space. I mean, you want to talk about a snooze fest. What was everyone doing on board those spaceships while Finn is off gallivanting in in Casino Planet? What are they just just sitting there waiting for him to come back because no one fucking talks about anything that happened. Nothing, Nothing of any consequence happens to any of those people while they're gone. 
nothing of any consequence happens to Ray while anything is happening here other than her arguing with Grandpa Skywalker. Uh, you know, and, and drinking some green alien cow titty milk. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing going on here. And then, and then you talk about, well, we want to set up something new. First off, I don't think anything that happened on that casino planet is anything that could be reused. Um, because let's face it, no one cares what anyone on Casino Planet was doing other than the little kid that was like force sensitive at the end, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. There's other force sensitive people. Wow. We kind of figured that, right? Because the mm -hmm. Jedi get force sensitive people from somewhere, you know, they, they're born. Um, but you, so nothing happens ostensibly uh, with the main characters until the very end of that movie when you have, uh, well, aside from Leia being shot out into space and then supermaning her way back. Um, ba, ba, da, 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 da. But other, other than that, uh, <laughs> nothing of, of any consequence is, is happening to any of these people until we reach the end of the movie and Luke force projects himself out to give Leia some fuzzy dice from the rearview mirror of the Millennium Falcon. Uh, and then, and then he dies because I don't know what, I don't know what killed him other than just not wanting to be in the movies anymore. Um, <laughs> I mean, force protection halfway across the galaxy, fights an army, uh, covers everyone's escape, and then he's just like, you know what? I fucking had it. Mark Hamill is done. I'm out. <laughs> I'm just going to poof, and, and I'm a force ghost. And uh, that's the end of it. CG me if you need me again. Fuck all y'all. I'm gone. Yeah, I don't think that he actually had uh, any part in that decision, but you know. But do you? But none of that did anything of consequence to build up these main characters that we know in the next movie we have to conclude their arc. Now, this no, movie, I, I, okay. this movie would have been fine if it was uh, Solo or or uh, you know one of these other spinoff movies. Like, we could have called it Star Wars Casino Planet Slow Speed Chase, and fine. It's, it's there, and it's a thing that happens on the periphery, and, you know, we could have just glossed over all of that and let them come back 20 years later and make another terrible movie uh, where they explain how everyone sat around and played cards on these ships while they waited for their fuel to run out, hoping that uh, Finn would find some guy that could save them. Um, you know, okay, but that none of that was, was in any way relevant to the larger story. Because none of it was followed up on. The foundation was laid, but if you come in and instead of using that foundation to build off of, you just fucking bulldoze the whole thing, then 
it doesn't matter. One way or the other. Like, then then there's... Like, it... it you could build the most pristine foundation ever and and get everything exactly lined up precisely the way that it needs to be so that all you have to do is just set the perfectly built house right down on top of it and it doesn't matter if you just lay waste to everything that comes before but they you know, didn't they didn't I, lay a foundation with that movie you laid a they, foundation that, first movie right no and, no and that's second, bullshit no and bullshit i'm calling movie, it right now no that's not bullshit mm-hmm. the movie exists it is the foundation no no whether you like the foundation or not it's there no it's uh it's no foundation when you leave all of the threads unresolved like when you leave everything up to interpretation and as a mystery and you end up walking away from the movie with more questions than you have answers that's not laying a foundation that's just throwing a bunch of shit at the wall waiting to see what sticks and then saying to whomever is going to come in after you oh hey guess what you have to deal with with the shit that's stuck to the wall. See, I look at that and I say, there's a lot of setup there. There's a lot of setup there to be paid off. It wasn't, but there was a lot of setup there to be paid off. But why should it be paid off? I don't know why. By, find- a, by no, 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 hang on. No, no, why by somebody Vader else. Is, why should we find out that Vader is Luke's dad in episode two? Because at that point, because at that point, the first Star Wars had become so insanely popular that they decided that they wanted to have a sequel. So George Lucas wrote one and was like, oh, hey, we're going to go ahead and throw this in here. That's why. That second. okay, so episode eight. Episode eight. If you were going to set anything up based off of episode eight, we would be moving entirely away from Ray and the story and everything. And it would be the Finn and Rose show, which is fine. It absolutely would not. It would not. No. Okay. Okay. All right. I let you have your spiel. Okay. All right. And just as you said that you have issues with episode nine, I have my own issues with episode eight, right? I'm not going to sit here and be a complete apologist for that movie. It is still my favorite out of the series. And I think that it laid a potentially great foundation for the future of a franchise that I would want to keep watching. Unlike the complete bullshit abortion show that was put on screen for episode nine that makes so me never wait, wait, wait. want to watch another star wars movie again wait wait, wait. but tell tell me okay I, I because i want to know this because this is what i don't understand for you this this hypothetical um 
universe that that would keep going. Yep. What would happen in these future movies? What would put put your uh, put your um, you know fan fiction hat on? Yep. And tell me, where does it go? <clears throat> So obviously, I don't know for sure, but no, no, no. But I'm, I'm just, I'm asking, you know, for for your opinion. If you were put in the writer's seat and and you were coming into this, right? And and let's just say you got episode uh, eight was was the movie that was finished just in front of you, and now they say, okay, uh, Ron, it's it's your job to continue this franchise. Where where's it going? What's the direction that it's moving in? So the direction is going to be <clears throat> it's going to be part part Kylo Ren and and his ultimate redemption through not only the let the past die right that that part of his arc which a part of my rebuttal from your synopsis of episode 8 is the fact that Finn's arc could be completely removed and it was non-consequential uh Poe's arc while incredibly problematic because of the conflict with Holdo and the fact that she doesn't just fucking tell him what's going on. Like there's tension there without any tension actually being necessary. I think that Poe's arc is absolutely needed because he needs to transform into that leader that Leia will no longer be because ultimately she will be gone as well. Right. Mm -hmm. And all of this conversation has all been taking place here tonight without stating the obvious of Carrie Fisher's death through a huge, huge wrench into all of this, right? So the only leeway that I, I give, and it's still a very short leash because what he chose to, what JJ chose to use in episode nine and some of the choices that he made are just baffling. But the, that's the only leeway that I'll give him is is trying to work around Carrie Fisher's death. But I still think there's better ways that could have been done. But ultimately, Poe's realization <clears throat> of not being just the cocky resistance fighter and needing to become the seasoned veteran that people look up to and he makes the decisions for the right reasons instead of just wanting to get the revenge or the fact that we could take down a dreadnought, like whatever. Like I feel like there could have been a better way to do that. But the one part of episode eight that I would not change at all would be Ray and Kylo and the whole dynamic between the two of them. And the growth that happens between the two of them because of realizing the things that they're going through and 
Kylo going from, you know, bratty emo teenager in episode seven and coming into his own in episode eight and realizing that he does not need Snoke, um, that he can be the ultimate power. There's no reason that he needs to bow down before somebody. Um, and Ray's realization that all this time she has been searching for that parental figure, right? She's been waiting for her parents to come home from Jakku. She immediately glommed onto Han Solo and was like, oh, well, you're like the father I never had. And, you know, then losing him was somehow such an emotional thing, even though they had been together for all of, like, 36 hours. I mean, right. like, uh, okay, great. Whatever. Like, uh, gotta have stakes, I guess. <laughs> well. Um, and then, after that, immediately taking on the mission to go track down Luke, go through the training. You know, obviously, she you know, wanted to go through the Jedi training, but you can't help but feel, oh, here's another father figure for me, you know, and just all of that kind of stuff. And having that confrontation with Kylo and him just completely rejecting everything about the past and her refusing to do so, right? Not only in the mentorship that she got from Han and Leia, and Luke, but also just relying on her friends and going back to save them and get them off uh, of the planet and all of that kind of stuff. You know, even as it's revealed in episode nine to be a part of the dyad and all of that, like you can still keep those kind of elements in that next movie, right? But you take you take the growth that both of these people have had and the amplification of the fact that Ray comes from nothing, right? Because there has been no hint, not even a suspicion or a glimmer of Palpatine for 30 fucking years. And all of a sudden, oh, he's just there. <laughs> Whatever. Like, if if you were to take that and you get to the point of where now Kylo has killed the leader, he killed Snoke, he has now assumed being the Supreme Chancellor, he is going to take over everything... Right. And on the dyad, on the other side, you have this beacon of light and you have you have somebody who literally came from nothing. Right. Like you have Ben Solo, Kylo Ren, like you have this encapsulation of everything that has gotten us to this point. Right? 
the story of Anakin Skywalker, Han Solo, Leia having a child, like the whole bloodline wrapped up into this. And on the other side, you have this girl from nothing. And you build up the story around the fact that you don't have to come from anything. And you can ultimately be a part of this dyad. And you can ultimately then end up becoming the balance to the force, right? And it feeds then into the stories, whether you're going to actually use the kid from the casino planet or not, or whether that's just kind of a, uh, you know, a planting the seed of there are plenty of other people. Because then at that point, you could even keep some of the through lines. Like, the rumor is the thing that Finn was going to tell Ray as they were sinking into the quicksand was that he was Force-sensitive, right? Like... Sure. It was never actually said in the movie, but stuff like that, you could just totally, you could keep that, right? And then, you know, fuck Lando, Finn and Janna could just go off as ex-stormtroopers, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we find out that, you know, the Janna too is also Force-sensitive, and the reason that these certain stormtroopers resisted... um you know, killing people and, and had this conscious was because they're force sensitive, right? And the ones that broke out of it and, and are now ex stormtroopers, they're all the force sensitive ones. Right. And so now they start going off on their own stories and, and, you know, they're recruiting force sensitive children or, or, you know, trying to break them free of, of old, uh, you know, first order grasps or something like that. You can take, other stories that are, I mean, because these guys have all said they were signed up for three, three movies, right? They're going to do the trilogy and then that's it. They're out, right? That none of them have an, any intention of doing anything more. And I don't blame them. And so that's fine. But then you can take that portion of the first order, final order, whatever is, is finally gone, Right. That balance is there, but there are all of these people that are out there, and you can then build off of that, and you can take that story, excuse me, you can take that story in any direction that you want, you know, kind of like Mandalorian style, where they are off... It, it's still absolutely in the Star Wars universe. You know the common players. You know, you know, the, the battles that have happened, the great stands, you know, whether it's, you know, the Battle of Crate or, you know, do you remember, oh, yeah, when, when Starkiller's base destroyed the planets or, you know, whatever it is. You know, you throw in as many little Easter eggs as you want, still have it be a part of the universe, and nowhere in there does Ray have to be any sort of lineage, let alone fucking Palpatine's granddaughter. Like, it is just the largest grandstanding, showboating, jerk-off fest 
that has ever been put on screen. Like, at the very least, if you wanted to have Palpatine in the movie, right, he is in no way related to Rey, and that opening scene where Kylo's going on his fucking rampage and he wants to just fucking lay waste to everything because he's looking for a Sith Wayfinder. Like, really? Come on. Right. That like, was, it was as dumb as finding the fucking map in the first movie. It's not how yeah, maps like, work. I, it's just, it's so... Uh, it, the worst part about it being such a shitty-ass MacGuffin is that he has... He has a hold of the MacGuffin within the first two minutes of the movie. Like, he goes through and he lays waste, and all of a sudden, herp, 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 here I am, I'm flying in my ship, I got it magically hooked up through these cables into my ship, and I'm getting the telemetry to take me here, whatever. Like, okay, that's fine. But if you're going to bring Palpatine back, like, there, there's some remnant of him still being alive, and in order for Kylo to actually show down and be like, I am the badass of the universe, then he has a fucking actual showdown with zombie Palpatine, and he fucking just lays waste to that motherfucker, and I don't even care. You you would still keep all of the fucking, you know, bullshit backstory of, if you strike me down, then I will consume, uh, you will consume me, and all of the Sith will live in you, and blah blah bullshit. Like, Fine, whatever. You want to keep that in, you want to keep that up as a, you know, a part of the the recurring story, then go all out and make Ben the ultimate evil ever in the universe and go with that. I don't have any interest in watching this wrinkled ass grape shriveled up grape raisin shit motherfucker bitch dumbass Palpatine Sitting there on a fucking hook going, hey, 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 I'm more powerful even though I can't use my fucking legs. And like being resurrected for no goddamn reason. Just fucking off him in the first 15 minutes, be done with it, and make Ben the ultimate badass. Because you know what? Then at that point, it gives those scenes like him and Ray on the wreckage of the old Death Star, it actually gives it some weight. Because that scene of the two of them fighting with the ocean in the background, it does absolutely nothing except for put me to sleep. Because what are the fucking stakes here? Like, oh, Ben's gonna beat Ray? No, of course not. Ben's a fucking lackey. He ain't gonna do shit. Like, but he he's, cracked he's, the mommy so that she could save him. Oh, yeah. Well, it's I mean, that's cool. the least that he can do. The The best thing that he could do is just fucking fall off the edge and drown in the goddamn ocean. You well, know what? Because you're a useless fucking character now. Because why are you even in this movie? He was you're nothing but a bitch-ass bitch. If, I mean, okay. I know I can't rewrite everything. But if I could, the first thing I would do is I would take Kylo Ren out entirely because without him, nothing is lost. All it is is a, a 
whiny Anakin Skywalker throughout the entire trilogy, we could have done without him entirely. And it would have been just fine. We could have written around that and everything would be fine. I don't, I don't think that there is any reason for him to be there other than to be an anchor point to bring Han and Leia and Chewie and everyone back into it. We could have written him out, not had his character be there, and everything would be just fine. And I know that there's all of this expanded universe with, with uh, Luke's kid and whatever doing this. Uh, you know, and they basically wrote that character into this or whatever. Like, I, I understand that, and I don't mean to piss off everyone who likes the expanded universe. But Well, yeah, they... I, I was going to say there was the expanded universe because right. Disney came in and went, middle finger, fuck you guys, EU, it's gone. But I would, I mean, honestly, I would I would write him out, and, and you could still have a phenomenal trilogy without him. And are you putting are you putting anybody in his place? No, I'm just I'm writing him out. I'm cutting him out of the movie and I'm making the movie the movies instead about Snoke, what Snoke's doing and how Palpatine's running him uh from behind. Okay. Behind okay. Uh, would would have made the the series a million percent better. But Okay, I asked you to put on your your uh, you know your writer's hat, right? Now yep. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put on my uh, fan fiction writer hat. Okay. Oh boy. Here we go. So episode seven is done. We're going into episode eight, and instead of of episode eight. What I'm going to do is I'm going to focus on the the Palpatine and Snoke relationship. Okay. And what even I do, even though nothing, sorry, nothing at all was mentioned in Episode Seven. Yes. Okay. Even though nothing at all was mentioned in Episode Seven. Okay. All right. Episode eight. I'm going. That's. That's the point where I'm going to reveal that Palpatine is still alive. I'm going to reveal that Palpatine is still alive, and I'm going to reveal that Snoke is a clone, and Snoke is a clone of Darth Sidious that Palpatine is manipulating behind the scenes because he needs to stay hidden because now everyone in the universe knows that he's the bad guy. Right. So he needs to fuck off and hide for a while. And so he's using Snoke as a vessel to to uh, extort his will uh, throughout the universe. He's controlling the First Order through Snoke uh, with all of this Snoke in, in the same way that Palpatine isn't really alive. He's dead and he's holding himself alive through the force and he's rotting and decaying uh, Snoke. Is, is an empty vessel, a, a clone that, that is just being manipulated, right? So then we, we kind of set up uh, all of that. Meanwhile, I'm also going to introduce the idea that Ray didn't come from nothing. 
Ray instead, uh, Jakku being a remote desert planet, is the place where after Palpatine uh, was, you know, they lose, right? Um, after Palpatine and Vader lose, Palpatine goes there and he tries to do, again, essentially what, um, what him and Darth Plagueis tried to do, which is get the Force to create a, a child out of nothing in order to win the balance of the Force to the dark side. And he, between what he tried to do with Plagueis and the cloners from uh, Kamino, he manages to create Ray. He creates a vessel, and then that vessel is given uh, life by the Force. So he's not raised. He's not raised grandfather in the sense that creepy old shrivel balls bang someone. Uh, you know, it, we're we're talking here. You know, he's. He's uh, her father or grandfather in the sense that he manipulated the force to create her, which is the same thing that he's trying to do with Snoke in the way that he's inhabiting Snoke now. Um, and if we lay that out as a backstory, instead, now we have a solid second movie that leads into a third movie where we can actually, you know, complete a character arc. And now, all of a sudden, it's way more important what Ray is doing. And it's way more important at the end of the movie when Ray decides to go back to Skywalker Ranch. Because now, for all intents and purposes, she may, be a, may as well be a Skywalker. Because she was created essentially the same way that Anakin was. But, unlike her, her hero, grumpy grandpa Luke, in, when everything is done... She doesn't decide to go form a Jedi Academy. She realizes that she has now destroyed the ultimate evil in the universe. But to actually bring balance to the Force, if there are no more Sith, there can't be any more Jedi either, or there's not a balance. So she buries the lightsabers and walks away. And now you can explore the rest of the universe. You can explore Mandalorian. You can explore... Uh, other Force-sensitive people in the universe, whatever, but we're not building another Jedi Temple. We're not, uh, you know, we could even have little sects out in the Outer Rim that are trying to start up their own thing, and what are they doing? There's all kinds of stuff that you can do with that, but that chunk, that piece, that backstory is desperately missing, and it fits in Episode Eight. And if it was there, we would have a much better trilogy right and, and a trilogy that i would be happy to watch um and also i would throw in baby yoda because it needs baby yoda <laughs> everything just needs a little baby yoda <laughs> i mean tell me tell me that's not a trilogy that would be worth watching we're, yes, in a lot of ways, we're rehashing the original trilogy, but we're rehashing the original trilogy and we're making the opposite decision. Now, we're not refounding the Jedi Order. We're saying the way to bring balance to the Force is to stop trying to fucking control the Force. Yeah, I, 
It's it's so hard for me because would would that have been better? Sure. I I mean absolutely. Now it wasn't. We got what we got, and you know, uh, as it turns out, uh, the trilogy can eat a bag of dicks, but. It sure you know. can. It absolutely can. I, I mean, and the the thing that I keep going through is, you know, from that side, it just, it feels to me like instead of having just this steaming pile of dog shit, um, it is, uh, you have a, a somewhat cool down pile of dog shit put on a nice plate with a little bit of parsley and some other garnish and served with a fancy napkin and some silverware right like it's still a pile of dog shit but if you dress it up a little bit i mean ain't nothing wrong with that right I mean, and don't don't get me wrong. There there are things you know. I I am not trying to be uh, an apologist for for what those movies are because there are a lot of things that I very much disagree with uh, in those movies. Like I said, I would write Kylo Ren out of them entirely because I really do not want Anakin Skywalker Part Two, uh, Electric Boogaloo running through the movies. Uh, d- d- not needed. Um, you know, I, I think, yes, ultimately, uh, as, as a conclusion and, and an overarching theme to it, yes, I probably would have kept, um, you know, kept Palpatine as, as the main bad guy and had him manipulate things behind the scenes that, uh, would fit very much with his character and, and the way that he, uh, has been portrayed up until now. Right. Um, mm-hmm. it, it would work very much. Um, but I would have, you know, there, there are a lot of things I would have cut out, not the least of which are finding the fucking map to Luke Skywalker, which was just asinine. The, the entire concept of the Wayfinder, like that's not how space works. Give me some coordinates and I go there. I don't need to follow a fucking map to get where I'm going. I need a set of coordinates for where I'm going and I move in that direction. That's, this is space. This is not, uh, pirates of the Caribbean here. Um, you know, I don't need to find my way through the jungle to fucking monkey mountain. I need to go to this planet. Um, but like, like all of that, I, I would have written out, um, and, and, you know, in my, wildest of dreams hypothetical scenarios things would change quite significantly but the main plot beats at least with with uh ray would have remained and then i would have added stuff to uh episode eight in order to actually give us a payoff in episode nine with her instead episode nine feels like a movie that tried to cram in as much of that stuff as they could in addition to trying to cram in a last movie. And it's almost two movies overlapped on top of each other because the episode eight didn't deliver any of that. And without any of it, 
like uh, you think episode nine is bad now without any of that backstory, without any of what, what they were doing, it just would have been, a, it would have been an absolute clusterfuck and fallen apart entirely. You know, did, did they do everything right? No, absolutely not. There are a lot of ways that they could have cut things. They could have made it better um, for sure. Absolutely for sure. They could have done a better job, but they needed some kind of middle ground to Ray that wasn't uh, drinking, uh, you know, green alien titty milk and arguing with Grandpa Skywalker. I mean, and, and really that's what we got out of episode eight in relation to her and, and her being the main character is ostensibly the Luke Skywalker of this series. You know, Luke goes off to train with Yoda but 90% of that training happens in between movies and you come back to him not done with his training but has to leave, right? Um, with her, we don't even... Wait really a minute. Break. 90% of that happens between movies? What the or flying off- fuck are you talking off- about? Off screen. Off screen. Like off screen. We're not, mm. we're not paying attention to... You know, we're, we're following other threads, right? Um, but we don't spend an entire movie on just sitting there on Dagobah, right? We're on Dagobah. Right. He's training. I haven't finished my training, but I have to go or people are going to die. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, he leaves, right? Mm-hmm. This, isn't, this isn't 90 minutes of him arguing with Yoda that Yoda should train him and Yoda uh, pissing and moaning about how he's a failure. Or you take episode nine in the direction of both of these characters have grown. And I realize that you want to get rid of Kylo Ren. That's fine. I'm actually not opposed to that if if Ray still has a um if if she still has an antagonist on the other side if that's Snoke then that's fine you need to have some introduction to that right what? but for her I I still don't think that that changes anything about her story in my mind right where Ultimately, to me, she's nothing, right? Like, she comes up from this background of, like, all of this bullshit about the Skywalker saga and all of that kind of stuff leads up to this point of, it doesn't matter where you've come from, you can be the one to get rid of the ultimate evil, right? And in, in, in my scenario... That ultimately ends up being Kylo overthrowing everything, right? Which I find as this somewhat fitting and ironic end to the Skywalker saga. You're making a a contradictory argument here. Because you're saying it doesn't matter where you come from. You can be anyone, but then you're having the the ultimate um anti-hero uh be you know 
this this guy is Leia's son. So now you're turning, but that's that's the you're point. You're putting it all back on him. It's all back on him, right? And ultimately, his, his ultimately Kylo's redemption arc comes out of you know wanting and like basically worshiping his own grandfather right like mm-hmm. you know even though after all of the time that Anakin spent as Darth Vader ended up redeeming himself and you know turning back to the light like the whole premise of Kylo worshiping if you will, Darth Vader, right? The one who turned back to the light. You know, it, it's the ultimate foreshadowing of his arc in the first place. Like, it's just so stupid. Like, why why would he be worshipping his grandfather? And why, why wouldn't Kylo be worshipping Palpatine? I mean, Palpatine was the one that was evil to the end, right? Like, I mean, lightning and all, he's falling down that tube and he's, ah, shooting his lightning. Like, it it just, uh, like, that seems like such a core part of the Luke Skywalker story that he turned his father back from the dark side, right? And brought him back to the light. They're like, why would Kylo be attracted to that? Right? Like, and I understand the entire reason why that was included was because it would, the the image of the melted Vader helmet would look good in a trailer. Right, it'll sell movie tickets. Exactly. It's the only reason why it was there. And I I get that part of it, right? But even if you're going to go that far and have that be a part of it, then build that into Kylo's character about how Vader was so weak, right? He he was a part of the dark side, but he was so weak that he ultimately ended up turning back to the light side because of this fraud, Luke Skywalker, right? And And so I keep this as a reminder of how you have what happens to the weak ones, right? I mean, even if you took some sort of angle like that, instead of having him be this stupid emo little brat, I right? agree. And and so it's just that's where I can agree with you know if you're gonna cut his story out, as long as Ray has some sort of antagonist, right, to her protagonist, because you got yeah. you still got to keep the story. <laughs> Moving along. Ultimately, ultimately, if the point of this new trilogy, right, is to end the Skywalker saga, right, we're, we're breaking that cycle, we're ending that chain, sure. then it makes absolutely no sense for Kylo to be the one that shows down with Palpatine and, and comes out the victor, right? Because, it, again, right, to your point, if 
anyone can come from anywhere and do it, then it definitely should not be uh, the guy who is uh, Han and Leia's son, right? It should be something from outside of that, which is why ultimately he couldn't win and he had to die in the end. You know, he had to die in the end and Ray had to be the one to finish it because otherwise all you're doing is literally repeating it. He did have to die in the end, but he had to die at the end of episode six and just leave it there. Like, be done with it. You don't no, need I to bring him back. No, I 100% fine with that. I... Because the the whole... And you proposed earlier, like, your altered episode 8 and episode 9 to make it more sense and make more sense to what it is. And I get that, right? But especially if you take Ben out, right? Maybe... You know, so let's say Luke doesn't die in episode eight. He ends up dying in nine or maybe he doesn't die at all. Maybe he doesn't die. I don't know. Whatever it is. Right. But ultimately, what ends up happening, even with the way it is now, sort of, but even more so if we go down your proposed uh, path of of this writing is. It then this trilogy of trilogies is no longer the skywalker saga it's the palpatine saga yes right and but is that what it's really been all along when the movie that kicked everything off only had a simple mention of the emperor and that's it everything everything in all nine movies, has been the Palpatine saga. From Palpatine killing Darth Sidious and taking over as the ultimate baddie in the universe, all the way through to episode nine when Rey finally defeats him. It has all been the Palpatine saga. He's been behind it all the entire time. Well, then I guess all I have to say is Disney, fucking shame on you. Um, The fact that you did not hire my good friend Greg here to be your architect of the new trilogy. This is what you get. A fan base divided. <laughs> and... Well, we're not we're not divided. We're we're okay. So we're divided on whether <laughs> on whether episode eight was a good movie, but hmm. we're united in that seven, eight, and nine as a whole were garbage. Just like one, two, and three. In fact, <laughs> stop making Star Wars movies. Just stop. <laughs> Go back to the baby Yoda show. We like that. 